Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Varmt välkommen till det här avsnittet av Utrikespodden. Jag heter Sevlon och i det här avsnittet så intervjuar jag min vän i Australien, Martina- om vad som pågår på andra sidan jordklotet. Vi pratar om covid, australiensisk politik men framförallt om vad man kan kalla för MeToo-debatten i Australien. Innan intervjun drar igång vill jag bara uppmuntra er som lyssnar på podden att gå med i vår Facebookgrupp Utrikespodden för att få länk och lästips om utrikesfrågor och för att vara del av en växande community av människor som är nyfikna på världen. Trevlig lyssning! States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil. Not merely peace in our time, but peace in all time. Continued cooperation for world peace. All those who have fought against oppression. This country deserves a break from politics and a permanent break. Talking about Brexit. Hello, Martina. Welcome to Utrikespodden. Good evening from Perth, Western Australia. And thank you so much for having me. So before we start our conversation, could you just briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them um, a, little bit, a little bit about your background and what you do? So my name is Martina Uchnikova, and I am a campaign strategist and social movement builder. I'm currently based out of Perth, Western Australia, where I lead my own campaign agency, but I'm also a co-founder and chair of She Runs, which is an organization that is getting more women elected to positions of power here in Western Australia. My background is in international relations, politics, and academia, and I have worked uh, in a think tank called the Australian Institute of International Affairs um, and also worked for Walk Free, which is one of the largest anti-slavery movements in the world. So we've known each other for a couple of years and I'm always inspired when I hear um, all the things that you are doing and all the great causes that you are working with. And we will be 
returning to um, Shiran's at the end of this uh, or towards the end of this interview. But I'd, I'd just like to start because um, since we launched this podcast, uh, we've interviewed people from all parts of the world, from Africa to, to Poland and so on. And we always try to ask how the COVID situation is like where they are. So I'd like to hear uh, from your perspective in, in Perth, in, in Western Australia, how the situation is currently like, um, and, and particularly perhaps how the vaccination effort is going. Well, uh, you have caught us at the end of what is a very interesting week. Uh, we kept on saying to each other for the past uh, 15 months that Perth is the best place in the world to be right now because there's been a relatively small number of community transmissions when it comes to COVID-19 and we only spend altogether maybe a week or two in quarantine the past 15 months. So uh, here in Perth we've been doing exceptionally well. However, uh, last week uh, there has unfortunately been a a community transmission of COVID-19 that came from a quarantining overseas traveller who was staying in a hotel, which is mandatory if you want to return to uh, Australia. Um, And he actually caught COVID from someone who traveled to Australia as well, who was uh, quarantining next to him. So we went into a SNAP lockdown for three days um, over the past weekend. It was actually going to be a long weekend because we were celebrating Anzac Day here in Australia. So a lot of... uh, People, especially here in Western Australia, had plans to travel, but had to quarantine at home for um, 23 hours a day. We had one hour available to us to exercise, go out, shop only when necessary. And for the past five days, ever since Monday, uh, we've been working from home if it's available. We've been able to exercise and we've been able to move freely, but we're still wearing our masks the gyms are closed Um, restaurants are currently open Um, however again you need to have a mask on at all times so we'll see how we go this has been a very interesting experience for all of us but again um, looking at it from western australian perspective i know that we've been incredibly lucky when compared to the rest of the world i think moving forward we are going to be wearing our masks when uh, moving outside of our houses, um, when visiting restaurants and gyms. Uh, however, what is really interesting, there's going to be a big football game with 40,000 spectators uh, this weekend. And the audience, the audience uh, pardon me, is permitted to attend with masks on. So again, we went from a snap lockdown a week ago to 40,000 people watching a footy uh, within a span of a couple of days. So fingers crossed, this is the last time we've um, had to quarantine. Has there been a lot, of, lo- lot of lockdowns during the past year? Uh, so altogether, um, as I mentioned, we probably spent about two weeks altogether. Uh, the, the first time we had a, we had a quarantine um, in April last year. And then we had a snap quarantine for, or snap lockdown for about five days in February this year. So this is the third sort of quasi quarantine lockdown that we've had. So very little quarantining, very um, low limits uh, when it comes to our movement. And um, the government, especially here in Western Australia has acted uh, 
um, promptly whenever there's been any type of risk for or to the community. Um, now, we might talk about uh, the parliamentary and electoral differences between Sweden and Australia a little bit later on, but every state here in, in uh, Australia has a completely different way of handling COVID-19. So this is a particular experience with um, Western Australia, however, other states have had their, their own issues. Yes, yeah, so I, I definitely want to return to that. But just a brief question, because you mentioned that during the past weekend, it was Anzac Day. Uh, I don't think that most of our listeners know what that is. Could you briefly explain what Anzac Day is? Absolutely. So Anzac stands for Australia and New Zealand, and it's a National Day of Remembrance uh, that commemorates uh, Australians and New Zealanders who served and and died in in wars, uh, peacekeeping operations, or any type of conflict. So. Each year observed on 25th of April, um, we um, have a moment of silence and there are a number of military parades happening uh, around the country. Um, so, Anzac Day, yeah. Well, moving on to the political system. So I'm, I'm not sure how well aware our listeners are about the geography of Australia. I recommend them to perhaps uh, take out a map. Uh, because it's it's obviously almost a continental-sized country, so um, there's a big distance between where you are in Perth and Sydney and Canberra. Can you explain? Can you give like a one-on-one about the Australian political system and the differences between the Australian system and more uh, European systems? Absolutely, and and actually, Australia is the smallest continent, uh, so uh, it is also one of the largest countries of on earth as well. Uh, so Australia is a, a federation of uh, six states um, and two self-governing territories. So each one of these states have their own constitutions, own parliaments, governments, and different laws. And now you can sort of start to see how each one of the states or territories would have handled COVID differently because even though we're known as Australia, each one of these states has different ways of handling things. Um, The constitution here in Australia establishes a federal government um, and provides uh, for the parliament and um, executive and and judiciary arms. So similar to a lot of countries here, um, a lot of countries in in Europe as well, three three arms of government. Uh, um, There are some sort of central features within the sort of Australian system um, that are set down by constitutions, uh, but also sometimes they're based on custom and, and convention as well. So uh, the, the sort of ceremonial head of, of government is the queen. She's represented by governor general. We have a, a prime minister that is elected uh, every three years. However, each one of the states uh, here in, in Australia also has a premier who is handling matters within within each state of Australia as well. And um, you are moving towards an election later this year, as I understand it. Could, could you describe how the, the, the lay of the land is currently in, in, the, in the national politics in Australia? Yes. So in terms of the election, the election can happen uh, in the next sort of uh, 12 to 15 months. I believe that... Um, 
July next year is the final date when the election needs to happen. So the election will be announced and then uh, within a number of weeks, the election actually happens. So the, the date is not set. Um, at this stage, I think it could actually happen next year, um, especially uh, while we're looking at the sort of current um, political situation here in, in Australia. Uh, we just had an election here in Western Australia, a state election, and um, that one was a particularly interesting one because um, we've had a, a landslide uh, here in, in Western Australia where one party, the Labour Party, will overwhelming a majority of, of uh, seats as well, um, including uh, quite a large number of, of women as well. So um, out of 59 seats here in Western Australia, Labour won 53 seats. So talking about landslide, um, while Liberal Party uh, remained or retained two seats and the National retained four seats. So it's a very sort of interesting uh, outcome of an election that we haven't had for a very long time. Very Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade interesting and and moving on from the political system to a, a major political issue currently in australia 
Um, as, as I said earlier, we have been friends for quite a long time and we speak to each other now and then and update each other about the situation in our respective countries. And the last time we spoke, which was just the other week, uh, I told you about recent headlines here in Sweden about the, the major issue about uh, men's violence against women. And I spoke about the, um, the, uh, the other sort of, you can categorize them as Me Too issues that have been in the headlines during the past year. And you instantly saw similarities to the current situation and the current debate in Australia. Could you uh, tell our listeners a bit more about that? Yes, and thank you so much for um, talking about this issue because I think it's incredibly important that we talk about what is happening uh, around the world and how our countries are so similar. So one immediate issue that I think is very similar between Sweden and Australia at the moment that there are sort of broader discussions on, on two levels. One is a urgent need for a broader workplace reform, um, changing the way systems work or don't work for women currently in this country. Uh, there's been a number of issues raised with regards to imbalance of power in a, a various workplaces, especially in uh, workplaces that are related to politics. And there's been also a number of issues um, where women have experienced uh, sexual harassment and violence. And this then also extends to the second issue that we talked about, which is domestic violence, which is a constant and urgent issue that we're currently talking about here in Australia. But there seems to be a, a this ongoing, I'm going to call it a doom loop, where we keep on talking about the issue. However, there isn't any solution or there isn't any way to see that this particular issue is getting better. I think especially recently, um, there's been, I think, since we spoke, uh, there's been a, um, a tragic story coming from, from uh, Barossa Reservoir, where a uh, male has jumped from a tourist attraction with his nine-month-old baby um, in retaliation to, to his former partner. Um, again, the initial investigations have already shown that there's been a history of domestic violence, right? So this is what has happened since we spoke last time, which was just a couple of days ago. And it's just another example of, of these issues just constantly um, happening. But, you know, the names uh, of the victims are different. Uh, however, what is actually happening still is the same. It is sickening to, uh, to hear. And, and the first issue that you... Um... Uh, mentioned was regarding um, workplace uh, sexual assaults or harassment and and uh, as I know uh, as you mentioned last time we spoke um, there was there is a big big uh, um, case um, involving the the now former defense minister could could you talk about that just to give our listeners an illustration of of the the current debate in Australia? Yes, so a, a former staffer of a former defence minister here in Australia has accused her colleague of uh, sexual harassment and rape within the walls of the Parliament House 
in Canberra, Australia. Now, this has come uh, as a shock to many, especially the way her particular case was handled and how many different layers kept on unfolding um, before she actually decided to speak about her horrific experience publicly. Um, that she did all the right steps of uh, talking to her managers, talking to the party operatives, talking um, to those who were supposed to keep her safe before actually going public with uh, her allegations against the, the former staffer because she just couldn't see any other way of, of uh, telling her story and getting the justice that she so rightly deserves, but also, as she said so herself, to ensure that other women don't have to face the same type of behavior. Again, uh, as, uh, as we speak, uh, Brittany uh, Higgins uh, actually met with the prime minister today and, and spoke to him at length uh, about her case and, and talked to him about what needs to happen broadly in Australia to ensure that cases similar to hers don't happen. And not just uh, in Canberra and at the Parliament House, but broadly in all workplaces around Australia. And, and um, she came out of the meeting saying, and I'm quoting, that consensus that reform needs to happen has been achieved. Um, she mentioned that there is an urgent need for an independent review into the Commonwealth parliamentary workplace practices so to really make sure that the system that is supposed to be supporting women like uh, Brittany Higgins and, and others um, is doing so um, and not um, providing some form of protection for those who are actually perpetrate, excuse me, perpetrating these types of uh, actions. Um, so in Sweden, we've seen sort of finally a political momentum to uh, to address the issue of um, in particular men's violence against women so we've seen uh, parliamentary debates and discussions about uh, about changing the the um, uh, the punishments for those who commit such crimes to increase the support for women who are trying to uh, live independent and safe and secure lives um, you sort of addressed that my question uh, just now, but uh, what kind of political momentum is there in Australia, and in particular regarding the issue of men's violence, violence against women? Is there any impetus for reform, or has the issue sort of stalled? I think right now there is an uh, ongoing conversation about what needs to happen. I think that the civil society organizations here in Australia. I mean, particularly women uh, that are part of these organizations, um, academics and, and the victims of domestic violence themselves at times um, are lobbying the government for urgent reforms uh, on many fronts. However, um, <laughs> what, what, what needs to happen if we want to have any reforms? There needs to be more funding more, more human resources to be able to actually implement those changes. 
and that sort of seems to be a, a little bit of an issue at the moment that we we are tackling it um, to a certain level, but there's always more that can and needs to happen when tackling domestic violence issues. So my last line of questioning is about the work that, that the organization that you're involved with, uh, She Runs, uh, and what, what you're doing there. Can you tell us a bit more about She Runs and what you're trying to achieve with this initiative? She Runs is a non-partisan organization based here in Western Australia that is getting more women elected in positions of power in our beautiful state. We do so by training women in campaigning practices to make sure that they understand how to run their own campaigns. We are working with the parties themselves and the political system here in Western Australia and in Australia to make sure that we understand how we can change the system to make sure that more women are able to participate. And then our third pillar for our organization is growing together with our society to ensure that everyone understands why we need more women in politics. It's uh, fantastic to have women who are skilled, ready, and well-networked to run. However, if as a society we're not at that level where we actually understand the incredible contribution, diversity um, can have uh, in our society, then these women are basically being set up for failure. So we really want to make sure that there's a systemic approach to ensuring that women are ready to run. However, also as a society, we are ready to help them to get those positions of power as well. What have you learned so far? That we have some incredible women here in Western Australia and that in a couple of years, it's going to be fantastic to, to live here. So uh, I think that one of the, the biggest learnings has been just this new wave of dealing in politics, a new way of um, these women embracing each other and embracing an opportunity to participate in uh, the political system. Um, what has been also a really interesting learning curve for us has been just um, the opportunity to be working with the parties themselves who have been fantastic. And because we are nonpartisan, we're really trying to make sure that we do consult all the parties before um, our program starts. So that's been definitely a great learning curve to make sure that we do bring everyone who is involved in the, in the political process on board and that we do um, ask for their opinions as well. Well, I think it is an excellent initiative. And since you're involved, um, I'm very sure that it will be very successful as well. Um, Martina, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very interesting to hear about, I mean, how you're handling the, the pandemic in Australia, how the political system works, and, and especially uh, about the issue of, uh, of um, uh, discrimination, uh, uh, sexual violence, and so on. That is also a major issue currently in Sweden. And it's very interesting to see the, the similarities and perhaps it's possible to draw some conclusions on how we can 
achieve international cooperation on these issues. But thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. And any suggestions on uh, how Australia and Sweden could work together to achieve a greater representation and make sure that we have more women in politics, please do let me know and feel free to include my Twitter handle in your podcast as well so I can hear from your listeners about any ideas they might have on how we can actually get more women into politics as well. Thank we you. Sure, we sure will. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.